Hi, gorgeous. This is episode number 246 with the amazing Andy O'Date. Hey, this is Andy O'Date. You are listening to Heart Cell Podcast with Christine Slavsky. Enjoy. Well, I am so excited to have Andy O'Date on the show today. You are going to have fun with him. He is a college dropout under 30 years and taking the world by storm. Today, we are going to talk about the mindset of growth, which Andy really, really put onto himself. He is a published author, motivational speaker, and serial entrepreneur. And Andy is widely recognized as an eminent speaker with a delivery that is high energy and human potential stimulating. He was raised in a city of impoverishment. He's a college dropout with little formal education, but he has taken the path of an entrepreneur, forcing a course of endless self-education that has amounted to his successes. He now lives in LA and he helps entrepreneurs to start and scale their businesses. I'm super excited to share his success story with you. So let's dive right in. Well, Andy, I am so excited to have you on the show today. Welcome. Oh, I don't know if you're more excited or if I'm more excited, but I'm pretty excited, man. I'm pretty excited. I know. Just looking at how you turned your life around or what you made out of your life, right? College dropout, under 30, and taking the world by storm. Tell us a little bit. Give us a little bit of a background. So so I'm originally raised on the East Coast, and it's interesting that, that, that uh, you, know, you mentioned, like, hey, you know, let's go a little bit deeper. Uh, in the beginning of our call, where where you where you said, hey, let, how how do we go deeper? Like, let's go deeper in our call, which is um, which is, which is dope because doing all these podcasts, you know, I do like forty in a month, and doing all these shows, it's kind of like the same script that's kind of repeated. It's it's like, oh, you know, raised in an impoverished area, started a business, left left, moved to California, became a speaker, and now I now I host tours around the country. So. Let's go a little bit deeper, but the, 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 on the surface level, on the surface level, I was raised in an impoverished environment in the smallest state, in the smallest city in that state, and it was about one square mile. So it was like a crabs in a bucket type of place, and I knew that for me, I wanted to be in a different environment that allowed me to thrive. It was very important that I that I be, I put myself in a position where I can be in an environment that allows me to thrive. So I started listening to personal development. And after listening to people like Les Brown, Tony Robbins, Eric Thomas, I got infused with this mindset of growth, of, of going to the next level. And it, I, there came a point in time where I realized that you're always growing. And if you're not growing, you're dead. So you're always growing either upwards or downwards. Like you're, you're always going somewhere. And so that's why that, that gave me this perception or this understanding that life is about progression. If you're going up, life is about progression. It's just about going to the next level. So th there's no success where you end the journey. Success is a journey and you're always going towards something. That's what progression is. Yeah, totally agree. So how did you find personal development in that tiny place in this tiny state? I, I don't know, man. It, it might have been a Google search and, and I said, you know, success mindset. You know, it's interesting, right? How much I've been infused. 
fused with personal development over the last maybe 10 years, eight years. Probably started off with Google search of like how to be successful. You know, like, yeah. I, you know, so I go from listening to rap music, but, but what is the, what is, how do I become successful? And then, you know, watching maybe someone's YouTube video of like how to become successful. And then, and then they say a certain, a certain person's name and that person, I end up going to search that person on, on YouTube. And then I found that person on YouTube that, you know, consume their content. And then I buy their book and then I'm listening to their podcast. Next thing you know, I'm, I'm a huge fan. Yeah, I, I, I love that. So I, that's for many people, you know, they have this, this drive is in them. But they are in places where they, you know, where this is not nourished or where it's not taught. You have to do something yourself to figure it out. And Google is obviously a good place to go uh, to start that journey. And then, as you said, one thing leads to the other. So right now you are in beautiful California. Your whole life um, has changed and is different. Um, you're running your own business. Yeah, I run a marketing firm as well as I run All Day Enterprises, which is a seminar production company. And uh, we produce com we produce seminars throughout the country. And then my business partner, who is walking in, where I'm in the office right now, my business partner, who is walking, uh, we run a progression marketing group, which is a content-based marketing firm that we edit content and we edit content-based advertisement for people so that way they can grow their subscribership, grow their customer base and get more exposure in front of the masses. Yeah. Awesome. And you did that because you wanted to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. I mean, I, I, now looking back, I don't know if I, I didn't want to be an entrepreneur actually when I was 19. So I'm 20, I'm 24 now. So this is like five years ago, five and a half years ago. Um, Someone who believed in me, we were leaving the gym. He was, I was working at Metro PCS. So, so this, let's backtrack even a little bit more than that. I'm working at Metro PCS. I need employees because I, I was 18 years old and I was a manager. I was a lead manager at a store. So I was doing so well in sales that they were like, hey, let's put this kid in, in management position. Maybe he could teach uh, these older folks how to sell. So I get into management position and I'm leading people who are much older than 35, 40, 26, so on and so forth. And I needed employees. So my only mindset or, or like reach for relationships was my high school. So I, I hired somebody from my high school, gave him a job, and um, we were working out one day. And as we were leaving the gym, he said, man, like, I believe in you, bro. Like, to the point, I think, I think you should open up your own cell phone store. And I was like, man, I don't think I should do that, bro. Like, I'm 19, I'm overweight, uh, I'm a college dropout. Uh, I live in the hood. There's no way I can become successful, okay? And I was, you know, I'm obviously laughing at myself. There's no way I can become successful. And he says, dude, like, I believe in you. And, and you know what? I'll even work for you. Like, like, let's do that. Like, open up that business. And um, after overcoming some fear, overcoming some doubt, and, and experiencing the turmoil of, like, man, I'm about to open up a business. Where am I going to get the money from? I actually realized that I saved $7,000 in a college fund. And I had 200 bucks in my bank account, but th this fund over here that I didn't have access to for a while um, had seven grand in it. So I took that money out and I opened up my first cell phone store. Within a year and a half, I made my first million dollars and I had four locations and I had 14 people working for me. So at this time, I'm 21, made all this money 
And and what do you do when you when you live in a place that snows all the time and the people aren't too happy? And you look around you and you're like, man, like this is not thriving. This is not success. This is not what I envisioned to be success. What do you do? You go to California, you know? So, <laughs> of course. <laughs> so so I, took, I took a bunch of money. We, we, I shut down the location. I said, look, I'm 21. I'm more focused on me than I am on a, on a business. Because I believe I was so egotistical that I was like, yeah, I can, I can do this anywhere. Because I want to say it was easy. But it was my first introduction to success or business. So because of that experience, I was like, hey, I'll, go, I'll go do it in California, man. I'll go, I'll go. And, and, and I, but before I moved, I wrote down what I call values of toil. So for your audience, you want to write this down, values of toil. The values of toil was the characteristics, the characteristic of how I want to live my life, of how I wanted my business to be. So there was a few things that I had on that list. That I remember I, I wrote it down. I had an office. So I had four stores and an office, uh, like a central point. We, we would house, house all the phones. All the employees would come there for team meetings. And um, I'm sitting there with one of the store managers, Joe. And I say, Joe, man, like, what would an ideal life look like, man? And I said to him, I said, man, I got money, but I can't travel. I can't really travel the way I want to travel. And he said, I want to travel too. I said, well, he asked me, why can't I travel? I said, I can't travel because I'm stuck in this state because I have cell phones, cell phone stores. Like I'm not big enough to the point where I can just walk away and everything's going to be fine for two months. I can't do that. I'm not there yet. Um, we're doing very well for ourselves, but I still got to come in and fix problems every single day. That's what I'm doing. I'm a, I'm a problem solver for the business. Um, so I said, I want a business where I can travel, where I'm not stuck in one state or one territory. I can get it. I can go anywhere I want to. Uh, I want a business where I can't have an office, but people can work out of the office, but I don't have to be there. Um, I want a business where I'm internationally known. I, and I, and I, and I wrote down those characteristics. So when I came to California and I had to choose my, what I was going to do for my life, I went back on those characteristics. Yeah, that's that's wonderful to get really, really clear what you want, because otherwise, how how are you going to take action steps if you don't know what you want your life to look at like? Yeah, you got to be clear on the vision on, on the way that your life is going to look like you got to get you got to get so clear that when you don't when you're not experiencing it, you start you can, you can look at the situation and you can say this will stay, this will leave. This will stay, this will leave. That's what we call the, the difference between an ideal scene and a current scene or a current situation. That the ideal situation is that I'm traveling. The ideal situation is, you know, I have a money in the bank. The ideal situation is, you know, I have my wife, I have my kids, I have my, my husband, whatever. And you have the current situation, which is, you know, you could be single, you could be broke, you could be no employees, you could be, you know, by yourself, you could not be thriving or whatever the situation is. And what, do you, what is it that you got to change to, to connect it to? Yeah. So what did you do just for people to understand that might be struggling in their business uh, with their sales? What did you do to start a cell phone store and then to get yourself to four stores in such a short time and making over a million dollars? What's the um, mindset required? So oh, it, it, it's to get out there. And, and, and I think... When I say get out there, it's different for everybody. So it might be different for me or what it looks like to get out there. So 
when I had when I had my first location, it was a kiosk. So I, I don't remember. It was like a few thousand bucks or whatever a month. It was it was like a kiosk, and in this kiosk, I had nine phones, and it was generic phones. It was a, what they call blue phones. So I couldn't afford an iPhone because out of the seven thousand bucks that I had for capital, for me to buy one iPhone will cost a thousand bucks or nearly a thousand bucks. And then so imagine me having uh, like being you know just walking around with seven seven iPhones. That's exactly what I had. So I had to allocate the money correctly. So I bought cheap phones that will cost or inexpensive phones that cost like thirty bucks, fifty bucks, a hundred bucks, you know, so on and so forth. So I had nine phones in my inventory, and and believe me, when I, I placed those phones like. Like I, I moved them and I placed them correctly because it was my nine phones. Now my goal, my first goal was to sell these phones because if I once I sell it, I can re-up, get new phones, and take the profit. So what I did was I waited for people at my kiosk to come and buy a phone. And I'm on my I'm on my computer waiting for people. So I'm like, you know what? I gotta get seen. I gotta get in front of people. So I get, I go from behind the kiosk, go in front of the kiosk, and people are walking by, and I'm like, "Hello, hello, how are you doing?" And people are walking by, "Hello, how are you? Welcome, thank you for coming, thank you for stopping by." Like, like I'm in the kiosk, so people are already walking by in the middle of the mall, but nobody stops and buys a phone. Now I got a couple of days until rents due, man. Like this is not, this is, I got rent for the next month. I can't go broke every thirty. I can't be broke for thirty days, you know. So I'm like, yo. I got to start getting customers. So what I did was I greeted. My first step is to greet. So I walk up to a customer. I say, hey, I'm ABRD. How are you? And they say, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I'm not interested. I'm not interested. I said, oh, no, no, no problem. I would say, what phone do you have? And then the, they would say, oh, I have an iPhone. I would say, okay, have you thought about upgrading? And they would say, uh, no, I'm not interested. I'm good. Thank you. Walk away. So I said, you know what? I got to change my tactic. So you know what? I started doing the silent greet because what happened is in the mall, the, 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 the staff would say, Hey, I mean the, the mall executive will say, Hey, you can't go and grab people. They can't do that. I'm going to tell me I can't go and grab people, but, but I get it because they have a whole bunch of kiosks. If everyone was going and grabbing people, people wouldn't come to the mall and then therefore the mall will close. So we did, I did a silent greet where essentially I would lower my voice because I'm going to where people can't hear me. So people are literally, I don't know, 150 feet away from me. And I would be like, hey! And I, and I start mumbling. And I start literally, I'm over here talking like this. And people are like, what are you saying? And naturally, what they'll do is they'll get closer to hear what I'm saying. So they're like, wait, what do you say? What do you say? So they're closer to me. And then I'd say, no, what I asked you was, do you have tea? And I would ask a question that wasn't so... Uh, in, like so intrusive. I'm asking about data that doesn't go into the, like. I'm not gonna ask them like, "What? Well, hey, what's your social security number?" Like that's too intrusive. I haven't built my relationship, so I started with a bigger gap in the greet. Is I go for a less intrusive question. So if your people are writing notes, you gotta take you gotta take notes on this. I ask a less intrusive question, and then the more I build the relationship, the more intrusive the question becomes. So before I ask them for their social social security number, I ask them a huge question like, "Hey, do you have T-Mobile, AT&T, or Verizon? Like, out of the big characters, carries which one do you have?" They'll say, oh, "I got T-Mobile." I say, "Oh, T-Mobile. Okay, I know T-Mobile. You um, which phone do you have? Is it the the iPhone or the uh the Android?" 
and they'll say, so now it's very important to ask questions that, uh, what is it? I forgot how, how they call it, but, but it's like, they don't have an, op like they got to choose one of the answers. I think it's called a tie down. Like they got to choose one of the answers you, you can't be like, Hey, what phone do you have? Out of all the millions of phones in the world, you can't just be like, what phone do you have? So you got to give them an option. So I'll give them, I'll give them stuff. So I'll give them, I'll give them options. Like you have an iPhone or Android. Oh, I have an iPhone. Okay, great. Hey, which iPhone do you have? iPhone, iPhone uh, six. Okay, great. How does that look like? Can you pull it out? And they pulled it out. I put it in my hand. I put it right in my pocket. I say, I got something for you. So I grabbed their phone. Now they're forced to follow me. So that now I transition to another step called the, called the qualify. So I'm qualifying them to see A, if they're a good fit for my product, and B, if I'm a good fit or if my product is a good fit for them. So I'm asking questions that would qualify them to see if this is a good fit. How long have you had your phone? Are you interested in upgraded? Have you upgraded before? When's the last time you upgraded? So I'm, I'm qualifying them. Based on the information that I get, I then present a solution. So I greet it, I qualify it, then I present the solution. So you have the iPhone 6. The iPhone X, you, ha you heard about it before, right? Yes, I have. Okay, great. The iPhone X, based on what you shared about me and you and your kids when you go play soccer, based on what you shared, that's the most important thing that you want. So the iPhone X has, a, you know, this many megapixels on the, on the camera, has this many, this many uh, quad-core processors, so that way it's going to focus on and produce your content much faster than your current phone is. So, that, so your kid, when you take a picture, it's actually faster and allows you to save that memory. How happy would little Tommy be with mommy having more pictures of him? Oh, Tom, he'd be mad happy. He'd be really happy. I say, great. And I transition to the clothes. I say, great. So we have two options to get you the phone today. You can finance it or you can pay up front. Which one do you want them to do? Remember, I'm giving them the tie down. I, I can choose which one. Uh, I want to, I want to finance it. Okay, great. So we have $40 down payment or $60 down payment. Which one do you want? $40. Okay, great. Where's the social security number? Do you see the process that I took? Less intrusive. Yeah. Go to the close, greet, qualify, present, and close. Yeah. And, and so once I started doing that and, and started building that, that confidence, that's what literally was able to take my business from zero to a hundred real quick. Yeah. And I love how you sh just shared, like building your confidence, figuring out what works, what doesn't work and making sure that the service fits both parties, right? It's a good match for you. It's a good match for them as well. So what was actually the very first thing that you ever sold in your life? I was ever sold in my life? The very first thing you ever sold in your life. Um... I sold my, I don't know, I sold my mom on me going out, taking her car, you know? If, that's, if we're talking about products, uh, man, I think one of the, the, like, that I remember was me selling lemonade. I either sold lemonade or I sold candy. I'm pretty sure I sold candy in school, but I remember selling lemonade where my mom was not trying to give me money, and I, and I, and I said, you know what? I, go, I went to my fridge, my, my fridge at the house, and there were some like plastic cups that my mom had for parties that she would just leave in the pantry. So, so I said, you know what? I grabbed the house lemonade that, you know, the family was drinking out of and I took it and I, and I went outside and I put a little table and I was just at the corner of a dead end street. My, my street was a dead end street. So like six people would pass by, you know, throughout the whole day. And I'm at the corner, like, 
hey, I see people on the internet do it. That's what happens to like people on social media when they when they see like other successful people do something positive and or or well, and they say, you know what, I think I could do the same thing. So you know, I'm I'm at this young age, probably sixth grade, and I go outside and I'm on a dead end. Six people pass by the whole entire day. So I spend an hour outside, nobody walks by. I'm like, why isn't it working for me? You know, like I have a lemonade, I have the cups, and I have this table with the wood chipping away, but it doesn't matter. The table outside, and I'm, you know, I'm imagine 11 year old chubby Andy out there, like looking for people, like, yo, where are you, are you guys gonna come and buy the lemonade? So one of my neighbors who would walk with her daughter, they would walk around the block a couple of times for their daily exercise. She came around and she bought one, and then, you know, I saw my first cup of lemonade, and I got mad, so I drank the rest. <laughs> How did it feel when, when somebody actually gave you money for your first lemonade? I was like, yo, man, I came out, and, I, and they gave me a dollar? I'm going to go take this dollar and make more dollars. <laughs> then, then there was a time that my dad, he, um, he, came, to my, uh, he came to my bedroom. I was laying down, and uh, he said, Andy, I'm going to go to New York. Do you want me to buy you anything? Because when my dad goes to New York, that's essentially code for I'm going to go buy some clothes and I'm going to go buy cheap clothes in New York. Because in New York, you could buy clothes for like a dollar. Like in the hood, you could buy clothes for like a dollar, you know, 50 cents, stuff like that. So I said, Dad, can you get me the Nike Air Forces, the black ones with the, the mid-tops, with the swoosh swoosh, like the, the Velcro with the swoosh swoosh. Can you get me those? And he asked me for my size and I gave him my size and Then uh, he went to New York. A couple of days later, he comes back from New York with a bunch of clothes because he's sending these clothes to Haiti now, to our family back home in Haiti. So he comes with a bunch of clothes, and there's no Nike Air Forces. I'm like, yo, that was, a, was I, th I thought I was going to be the coolest person in school. Like, I, I, I'm envisioning what I'm going to wear with the Nike Air Forces. You know, like, I'm, I'm going to be, like, swagged down. I'm going to be that guy in school. Like, where's my Nike Air Force? I don't see them in the bags. He's like, oh, I, 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 didn't, I didn't get them, man. I didn't, I didn't get them. Why didn't you get them? It's too much money, man. It's $160. Said, yeah, but I, th I thought you were going to give me the Nike Air Forces, man. <sighs> you know what? I'm a, I got to figure it out myself, man. I realized at that moment, I can't just depend on people. I got to go get it myself. So I went across the street. It was snowing at this time. And uh, uh, I went across the street and I asked my neighbor, I said, hey, John, Nice shovel in your yard. I put all the snow to the corner. Pay me 10 bucks. He said, I'm all set in there. I have a snowblower. And I was devastated. I was like, man. He said, no. So I went to my next door, my, the neighbor next door. And I said, hey, Martin, uh, Mr. Martin, can I, can I shovel for you? He said, no, we're all set, Andy. I'm going to do it myself. I was, I'm like, man, I'm looking across the street at my house. And I'm saying, man, I should just go home. And I look at to his neighbor, to Martin's neighbor. And I look at them and I say, you know what? I'm going to go ask him. So I go ask, and then they gave me 10 bucks. So I said, okay, it is possible. That's the first thing that I had to know. Number one, that it was possible. Number two, uh, $10 was not enough to get me the sneakers that I wanted. So I kept on going around the block, and then I went around the block, and I went to enough properties, enough properties to get 16 deals, and I got the $160 that I needed for the sneakers. I went home, I put them in my bed, And I grabbed my iron and I and I cleaned. And I, I I just I just made the money look real pretty. Like I just made it look. I just flattened it out. And made. I'm imagine like this guy who's like 10 years old, 10, 11 years old, like ironing. I closed my door, but my door was jacked up. So even though I closed it and locked it, you could still open it from outside sometimes. 
So my mom comes in and opens the door. And she's like, what are you doing? And I feel like I'm a drug dealer. Like, I'm like, oh, I got, I got the money, you know. <laughs> and I moved, the, I moved the money. And I'm like, this small 10-year-old guy. And, um, but I didn't want to buy the sneakers because now it was my money. I know what it took to buy the sneakers. I was like, I don't want to buy the sneakers, man. I just want to keep the money. Then, then I wanted to scale that business, essentially. So I went to my friend at school and I said, hey, man, I made 160 bucks yesterday. He said, how you do that? I said, I want door to door. I said, why don't you come work with me? So me and him started this business where we started um, shoveling people's yard and we would split the money. I was able to hit more doors with his help. Then because I got the help, we kept it going to the, the fall where we went from, the, you know, from doing snow and then the summer came. Now we were cleaning up the, the, the leftover of the, the, the leaves that fell and so on and so forth. So we were raking people's leaves and so on and so forth. So we kept that business and I became a young entrepreneur. Wow, what a story. I just love it. Um, we are running out of time for this wonderful episode, but I want to make sure that we send people to uh, progressionticket.com to check out your site. And I have all the links to you um, also in the show notes. So it's just one click away. And yeah, um, progression, yeah. ticket, progression ticket, essentially, now that you hear that, that's kind of the beginning of my story. I, you know, I did the cell phone thing. Then now what I realize is that people need the opportunity to learn how to do it on yourself, like to learn yeah. how, how do you make a million bucks? Like you, there's a, it's not about the money or, or the, the business, actually the mindset. So the progression conference allows people to have that mindset. So when I came to California, I became a speaker. Now I host seminars teaching the mindset of how to literally revolutionize your life. And that's what progression ticket.com is. And now we're going through every city in the country and soon we'll be coming to Germany. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I can't wait for our next interview. I have so many more questions. Um, so let's send people to progressionticket.com. And if that's too complicated, just go to the show notes and you will find all the resources there. And uh, just, you know, it's one click away to Andy. Just hop on over, click and uh, check it out. Awesome. Thank you so, so much. Thank you. Progressionticket.com. Thank you so much. Well, gorgeous, I hope you have gotten some golden nuggets out of this episode. I for sure have. I just love what you can do if you really pursue your dreams, if you know deep inside you were born for more and you actually take steps to make that true. And as Andy said, it all starts with you and you have to learn and self-educate so that you can be on that mindset of growth and you can really go for your dreams. So um, hop on over to christineschlonsky.com, find the podcast tab with the amazing episode 246, The Mindset of Growth. And also we do have the opportunity to get a second episode with Andy. And um, I'm inviting you to come back and have a listen as well. Once you're over there at christineschlonsky.com forward slash podcast, also find all the links to connect with Andy and the resources. He has an amazing free gift, the Virtual Progression Conference Live. Uh, the link is right on the page. And also there's a link to his book, No More Average, How to Take Control of Your Mindset, Overcome Fear, Reach Peak Performance, and Achieve Your Goals, which is such an amazing topic for every single one of us. So hop on over to christineschlonsky.com and check that out. And once you're over there, sign up for the Empowerment Notes. 
That's Empowerment right into your inbox, the updates on Heart Sales Podcast, as well as amazing content that I usually do not share on social media. So I see you over there. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for listening. If you have questions, if you have feedback, if you want to ask something that we can actually discuss on a variety Friday, just write me an email to info at and I am looking forward to the next episode with Andy. And in the meantime, you have a wonderful day wherever you are in this beautiful world. Bye for now. Bye.